Hello, and welcome to the Intersectionality Research Hub podcast series from Concordia University. Episode 6. This episode features conversations on the topic of digital memorialization, funerary practices, making meaning of loss, interventions in grieving, and representations of death as part of our series documenting the 2018 fourth symposium of the Death Online Research Network. Ilva Hart Afsegerstad is from the University of Gothenburg. Her research examines how bereaved parents of children who have passed away deal with their loss. So Ilva, tell us a little bit about your research, the things that have brought you to this particular conference. Um, a couple of years ago, I began doing work on bereaved parents uh, and how they use social media to sort of learn to cope with their grief. And we've been in collaboration with a Swedish physical grief support association, which also has a, um, a Facebook group. And we've studied the Facebook group and uh, done interviews and surveys with bereaved parents about how they use the Facebook group, what it means to them, how they can sort of be allowed space somewhere where they can deliberate things regarding death and, and talk about the, their diseased children in ways they cannot do anywhere else. Because uh, at least in uh, Swedish society, it's that talking about death is like nothing you do. It's you're expected to sort of grieve privately, uh, not disturb people with or impose your grief on anyone, and you're not supposed to grieve for too long, not too intensely, and after quite a short time, I don't know, say three months, you're more or less expected to, you know, go back to be normal. But that's not the case, and bereaved parents probably spend the rest of their time sort of adapting to their loss and adapting their life to what it became. But they're not allowed to, uh, in their everyday life, talk about it. And uh, so digital media and mobile, mobile communication or, or social media and these communities on social media facilitated by um, mobile media oftentimes gives them context or forum for, to continue speaking about their children uh, or their experiences and seeing, finding that they're not alone. I think that's one of uh, the really big helping issues for them to, to find, to see that other people are sort of going through the same experience and, and to notice that you're not alone in feeling these um, maybe crazy thoughts and, uh, and you can also see that people have sort of after a while come to a kind of a balance in their life and then for some reason they fall down again in find themselves in deep grief again and uh, this is something that maybe there isn't very much knowledge about or at any rate not knowledge that healthcare professionals kind of say that this is normal this is what happens to you and people maybe 
get even more scared, like why I thought I had my life sort of in control now, but now why am I feeling this really sad again or depressed or whatever? And they can find this consolation within the group to hear that, yes, this happened to me as well, and, and, and to find that this is kind of a normal pattern. So we see that uh, the Facebook group really gives these members um, a security, and some, some people are very clever and good at sort of compartmentalizing also stepping in and out of that so they kind of um, knowing that they have this group this security this uh, breathing hole that some people even express it as makes it possible for them to sort of work and continue normal everyday life but the Facebook group that we've been looking at is um, one of the discussion forums that the, this uh, physical grief association has they also have physical meetings in various forms or for very specific purposes. So um, uh, people you meet online, you might also meet on in, uh, offline. And I also know that people who sort of get in touch with one another in the group or even sort of get some help from the administrators who have kind of an eagle eye on everything uh, can... Uh, perhaps help people who have shared the same type of similar experiences to meet in, in person or get in touch. Which uh, So people, I think, oftentimes have both the online and the offline, but not all the time, perhaps. I'm not sure. But you also asked if uh, we see something negative. Yeah. And uh, that's actually something that I asked members in this group. We have made interviews and we have also made surveys several times but the thing is when you ask can, can it be a negative thing to be joining a, a grief support group like this most of the time I think that's some um, when people try to respond to that they always say it like yes I know someone who's kind of stuck in her grief but it's always someone else it's never like it's not good for me but also um, I think it depends on the kind of perspective you take if you see it as a sort of a ghetto if you're not part of it and you look at it from the outside it's like you think you have an imagination of what people do in inside the group uh, and, and maybe you think that that's a kind of wallowing in grief and it's not good because the traditional view is that you're supposed to kind of deal with it, leave it behind and move on. Whereas uh, the people who are using the community say it's the other way around by sort of repeating, getting back to the trauma or sort of... Um, dealing with it in various ways together with others that's what makes it possible for them to continue and by continuing their bond which will change over time they will they are able to uh, get on with life but they will not do that by severing the ties but they want to keep that but they cannot do that openly so they have to do that sort of in their closed groups 
at least that's what it seems like with uh, um, bereaved parents as a grief for a dead child, at least in, in Swedish uh, societies. It's um, too difficult to deal with, so we'd rather not talk about it. Thank Great. Thanks so much. Intersectionality is a term coined by black feminist legal theorist Kimberly Crenshaw to explain how people at the intersection of different marginalized identities are invisibilized, ignored, and or subjugated by power. The Intersectionality Research Hub is a project headed by Professor Yasmin Diwani with financing by Concordia University. You can find more information on Facebook or at intersectionalityhub.ca or by coming to visit us in person at Concordia.